Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, about 13 minutes only, but every day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong and grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Help people you know grow in their faith by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. Help people turn their lives around, come closer to God, help people get to heaven. Get them into God's word through these studies. Make that commitment today. We're going to continue our line of thought and study. We're asking a very profound question, and this is a question that probably really flies in the face of a whole lot of people today, but I would say it's a whole lot of people who are in the small minority in our country right now, but they are certainly loud as shouters because they have become very influential in shaping, or we, we should say reshaping, our cultural mindset in our country right now. And that's those who are in the politically correct movement. Now, was Jesus politically correct? We've already seen no. He was rejected by most of the people he came to preach to, but he didn't preach insurrection. He didn't try to raise up a, an opposition force that marched through the streets and stormed buildings and broke windows and painted graffiti on walls and, and resorted to violent insurrection. No, he didn't preach revolution. He preached change through obedience to God's word. Now that in itself would be politically incorrect in the eyes of a whole lot of people who are in the political correctness movement right now. They wouldn't go along with that because they don't really respect God as God, and they don't respect the Bible as God's authoritative word for our lives. Now, Jesus was not politically correct. He did not fit in. And political correctness is a... Is a, a, a pushing of going along, of conformity with what those within the movement want you to believe and accept and live by. They want you to be conformers. Now, they would probably say, no, we're nonconformists. No, they are absolutely dyed-in-the-wool conformists. If you don't go along, if you don't conform to what they want you to believe and how they want you to act, then you are in big trouble with them, maybe even to be hated, maybe even to be destroyed in some way or another. That's conformism. The church Jesus came to establish was not politically correct. So should the church be politically correct? That's what we're asking. Or should we be biblically correct? On the night of his betrayal, Jesus prayed to God the Father, And he said, and he was speaking specifically about the apostles in this particular part of his prayer. Now, he would expand it into all who would become his faithful followers, Christians. And so this particular part of his prayer certainly can be applied to true Christians today. He said, Father, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Now, the politically correct movement cannot accept that particular prayer by Jesus because they do not agree that the Bible is 
totally God's truth because it contradicts a whole lot of what they believe and what they're pushing, what they are demanding to become the value system of our cultural mindset today in our country. Jesus declared God's word to be truth. The apostle Peter declared God's word to be truth. The prophets declared God's word to be truth. Now, either the Bible is truth or else throw it out. It's a fraud. Now, when you throw the Bible out, what do you do with God? Do you still believe in God? The Bible declares itself to be the word of God. You see, where does political correctness go? Where does it stop? We could go farther with this, but let's go back to the church. Is the church supposed to be politically correct? Well, consider these historical points. The high priest rose up, and all that they were with him, which was the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation at what the apostles of Jesus Christ were teaching, and they were simply teaching the gospel of Christ. The church did not fit into the culture that was in vogue, that was in power of that day in Israel. And then that's Acts 5 and verse 17. Let's go further. There arose certain in the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of the Libertines and Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and of them, of Cilicia and of Asia, disputing with Stephen. Acts 6 and verse 9. Now, these were religious folks, supposedly. They would have said they believed in God. But here was a man of God, Stephen. He was identified in Acts chapter 6 as being a man of wisdom and full of the Holy Spirit. He was simply teaching the truth about Jesus Christ. But they did not believe him. You know what they ended up doing? stoning him to death. Acts 7 and verse 59. We read a little further. Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter. Huh. Threatenings and slaughter. Sound familiar? Against the disciples of the Lord went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way. Now, what does that mean? If he found any Christians, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound, bound unto Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. Whose name? On the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 14. Church was not politically correct. The church taught the truth of God's word, and that was rejected by the leaders of the Jewish people. And it was rejected by the Jewish people as a whole. But the church did not raise up insurrection against the government. 
It did not try to shout down the disbelievers. It did not call them all kinds of ugly and ungodly and hateful names because they disagreed with them. They just kept on teaching the truth. And more and more ultimately became Christians. Acts 13 and verse 45, when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. Hmm. When Paul became a Christian, a gospel preacher, a divinely appointed apostle of Jesus Christ, and he was preaching the gospel of Christ, that did not fit in with the cultural mindset of the day. He wasn't politically correct. And then Acts chapter 16, verses 20 and 21. And brought them to the magistrate, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. Again, Acts 16, verses 20 and 21. Hmm. Christianity contradicted the basic mindset of the culture of the day. We're not political, the church was not politically correct. Acts chapter 19 and verse 9, when divers were hardened and believed not, but spoke evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. Again, Acts 19 and verse 9, speaking of Paul, disputing with the cultural mindset of the day, but again, not raising up insurrection or rebellion or revolution, not resorting to violence, not resorting to hateful name-calling. He simply taught the truth. Acts 19 and verse 23, and the same time there arose no small stir about that way. But you see, it was on the part of the cultural mindset of the day, not on the part of of the Christians teaching the truth of God's word. Moreover, you see and hear that not alone at Ephesus, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul hath persuaded and turned away much people, saying that that they be no gods, that is, no idols. Idols are not gods, which are made with hands. But when they knew that he was a Jew, all with one voice, about the space of two hours, cried out, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. Acts 19, verses 26 through 34. Now, the setting was that Paul was teaching against the the practice of worshiping idols. The people of that city did not, by and large, did not like that. They were idol worshipers. But they were the ones who turned into a mob, not Paul and those following him, not those who had become Christians, not the church, The church was not politically correct in the New Testament days. It taught the truth of God's word. And that contradicted the cultural mindset of most of the areas in which they were teaching God's word as God's word. The truth of God's word. We need to stop and think. Acts chapter 21, beginning with verse 28. Men of Israel... This is the man who teaches all men everywhere against the people and the law and this place. 
and further brought Greeks into the temple and has polluted this holy place, for they had seen before with him in the city Trophimus and Ephesian, whom they supposed that Paul had brought into the temple. And all the city was moved, and the people ran together, and they took Paul and drew him out of the temple, and forthwith the doors were shut. And as they went about to kill him, tidings came unto the chief captain of the band that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. Acts 21, verses 28 through 31. What was it? Was Paul politically correct as a gospel preacher of Christianity? No. No, he taught against the cultural mindset of the day. But he was not the one who led insurrection. He was not the one who was resorting to murder. It was the cultural mindset of the day that propelled the people at large to take him and were about to murder him. The politically correct movement lost control of themselves. Paul, as a Christian, simply taught the truth of God's word. Not politically correct. Let's pray. Father, help us to stand firm in the truth of your word. Help us to be the seasoning salt that Jesus said we're supposed to be as true Christians and the church is supposed to be. Help us to be the shining light of your truth of forgiveness and redemption and salvation through Jesus Christ of Christianity. Help the church to be that shining light as a whole, Father, please, we pray that we read about in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Help us to help people see the truth of your word and not be pushed into conforming to a politically correct mindset that contradicts your word your truth. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.